Hello. This is the Fight Back Podcast, hosted by exercise scientist Georgia Very. Here, you'll find a series of honest conversations about martial arts and mental health. My guests and I explore the statement that every martial artist has heard. Martial arts saved me. How and why do combat sports save people? Listen to find out. Hey there, Conscious Combat Soul. What, you? Yes, I'm talking to you. If you listen to this podcast, then you are a human being who loves combat and wants to be conscious about the way that you're doing it. You're interested in being more trauma-informed, more inclusive, and more ethical in the way that you teach and participate in martial arts and combat sports. And that's why I would like to invite you specifically to join our new group, the Conscious Combat Club. We're on Facebook, and there's an emailing newsletter that you can sign up for, the details for both of which are in the show notes here. But now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Fight Back podcast, everyone. I am here today with Rue Mitchell, who is the founder of Awakening Fighters, and I'm going to get him to tell us all about what Awakening Fighters is and who he is. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Mm. Um, So Awakening Fighters is uh, a website that uh, promotes and supports female fighters around the world. Um, uh, martial art any discipline basically it's not uh one of these websites that just focuses in mma or muay thai or jiu-jitsu we kind of cover it all uh the idea is to um it's very bold very (laughs) ambitious um i want to catalog the history of female martial arts and uh so what i've been doing is i've been collating lots of Uh, fight records and uh, martial arts histories and essentially promoters use the website um, uh, fat fight announcers use the website gyms use the website athletes use the website fans use the website and it when an athlete's got a profile on the website it gives them a platform to show their history to potential uh, matches or promoters and they can advance their careers um that's kind of it in a nutshell so so let's dig into more about you and then we'll come back to the platform so at what point were you like i'm going to start a website that's going to promote female fighters okay so that there are a few things throughout my life that led to that moment um I did martial arts growing up, uh, probably for about a decade. Um, and so I had a martial arts kind of like background. Um, this is going to go around the houses a little bit, but it's going to get to the point. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. 90s, I'm not sure if this is what happened in Australia, but in the UK, there was a thing called lad culture. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have that in Australia? Uh, well, I was born in the 90s, so I don't remember, but <laughs> probably some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I kind of yeah. know what you're describing, but sum it up for people okay. just in case. So everything in culture, in media at the time, was all about sexualizing women. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, in my 20s mm-hmm. and I thought it was great uh, until 
I started dating this uh, woman that really hated what was going on and uh, it was really affecting her mentally and she I didn't understand it and she took me into a news agents and pointed at the the wall of magazines yep. and said what do you see on every single cover of the magazines and I'd never noticed that before there was all these women being sexualized and uh, I all of a sudden understood uh why women weren't happy with what was happening in culture in the 90s um and i don't know i just understood it so mm -hmm. i've kept that with me for some reason and mm -hmm. i've got a few friends that have mentioned it since that the 90s lab culture and how damaging it was to young girls and uh yeah so so that's i kept that with me so that's mm -hmm. that point so before I started the database, I, uh, I'm a photographer and I went, was in Colorado uh, doing a, a photography festival mm -hmm. and I went to a seminar that was about conservation photography and big nature lover. And I wanted to go into conservation photography because the photos they were showing uh, had proven record of changing the world, mm -hmm. um, you know, oil spills and things like that um that make people take notice and uh, i tried to get in with them and they looked at my portfolio and said well yeah you're right um go away and kind of do some actual conservation photography then come back to us mm -hmm. and then you might be able to join this is a, a company called iclp international conservation photographers league you know, they're so high level photographers. Mm -hmm. uh, their photos are stunning. Um, however, they take photos from helicopters and stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't afford a helicopter. Yep. Uh, so I went back home to the UK and I was thinking, oh, I just really want to get into that. And I just by chance happened to see a trailer for Ronda Rousey versus Misha Tate yep. in 2012. Um, the first time they were going to kind of uh, match up. And before then, I hadn't really had any thought at all about female fighters because it wasn't really on any show, um, at least not in the media. Um, and uh, it was beautifully shot. And it just made me think... Well, if this is a high-level fight that's about to happen. Mm -hmm. No one's heard of it. Mm -hmm. So why is that? And it's because promoters at the time didn't believe in female fighting. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I just, I just felt this, um, like, I could feel there was a wave coming mm -hmm. for uh, female fighters based on that one trailer. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I could do the photography thing for female fighting so i could change the world by taking photos that make people go can i swear yeah I won't swear. you can swear okay they make people go oh shit female fighting's a thing i never knew that uh so then i started to look at what female photograph uh, fo uh, fight photographs were out there mm -hmm. and at the time it was very much 
wearing a dress, wearing boxing gloves. Mm-hmm. That was very common. And I thought that's a bit lame, really, because yeah. from a martial arts background, having trained with both women and men, they're equally as good. Mm-hmm. It's there's, there's almost no difference. Um, well, no, there are, there are differences, but they have different um, qualities. Yeah. So yeah, I never saw there as being a, um, uh, like one was better than the other. Uh, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here a little bit. You might have to help me out. For sure, for sure. I mean, like the <laughs> the starting point of that story with seeing the sexualization of women has really been mirrored across the growth of women in martial arts in mixed martial arts in kickboxing in in every really high level in boxing of combat sports the way that promoters have gotten around this fallacy that no one wants to watch women fight is by making it a um, sexualized experience you know you only have to think to how did women get the right to play american football they wore lingerie and they had like a lingerie league, right? And the same thing has happened in in mixed martial arts, in martial arts across the world. It's been that in order for women to be relevant, they were ring girls to start with um, and then they were, you know, allowed because it was seen as, you know, sort of like a cat fight or, you know, like really beautiful women who could also fight. Um, But if you didn't have, you know, you needed to have this sort of physical appearance piece in order to be successful in in martial arts and to be honest we still have a lot of that today um there's still a great deal of that uh seen now and I've spoken you might have heard with Alex Channon who is also from England um as a professor about the sexualization of women in in martial arts yeah because this is our this is our image of women um so certainly we do need if we think historically like if somebody looked back at the internet without something like photography work of women that depicts them as something other than sexy um, while fighting, then that's going to be our database. Like kids will be Googling, you know, mixed martial arts in 2022 and, and all they're going to see is the weigh-in photos and dance celebrations and, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with uh, a woman being as feminine as she wants to be in a in a photograph for, to promote herself. That that's not the issue. It's the, it's the the style of photography. Mm. Like there's, I I I kind of like photos when they're arty as opposed to titillation do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I don't mind the femininity that's not what I was kind of uh working against Mm -hmm. I just wanted to not have the I wanted to see some blood and stuff Mm -hmm. like the 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 fight the 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 actual fight photos is like those are those are the the ones that are sorry I'm losing my trailer thought again yeah those are the ones we want people to be able to look up you know when they look at the history of the fights it's not just the way in photos um or you know other photos that are like you said particularly styled but they are you know mid-fight arm swinging leg swinging you know or 
you know, at, well, at any point during a fight, it's, um, it's I'm guessing because you and, you and I haven't, you and I haven't met till today. I'm guessing you haven't seen uh, any of my photos. I haven't seen the photos. No. Um, but what you'll see in the majority of them is they are quite different. Um, and that's because I'm taking them from the mindset of I'm trying to represent the fighter mm-hmm. as opposed to the the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, so my photos at the time mm-hmm. stood out quite, quite a lot and I got a lot of great response mm. um, f- on social media from thousands of people. Um, and I will say that um, you said there's still sexualization and there is, but I will say that it has changed uh, somewhat. Um, now there are I, there are quite a few really good high quality photographers that are treating women the same as men in terms of their photography style. Um, I don't want to take credit for that. <laughs> um but at the when I started there was only a couple of photographers really that were doing how I thought it should be done um and I think because I I I led with the with the idea of I'm promoting the fighter and I want female fighting to be bigger than it is uh and I wasn't trying to sell anything it was literally Mm. about art I wanted to change the world with images and uh that i i think i did that quite well you can talk yourself up you can talk yourself up it's totally cool i really really don't like talking myself up it's i find it really difficult um i had a similar conversation with claire baxter Mm -hmm. um, and uh she pointed that out she she said you you should get these stories out but i do struggle (laughs) That's all right. I'll chip in. Don't worry. Um, We need allies in a war against, and I do consider a war really, against a society that sexualizes women, like you saw. It's not just in fighting, it's across the board. Uh, We still live in patriarchal terms, as in there's really a hierarchy of power, of power over, and it's men over women. And one of the ways that women have been kept with this at the lower end of gender equality is by being sexualized, is by being objectified. So it's really, really important work. And I think the history of women's fighting is very rich as well too. Like they're not, women have not just had to fight against being sexualized. Women have had to fight for the right to be allowed to fight. Women were only allowed to compete full contact about 30 years ago now, karate, boxing, across the board, there was a real delay um, due to a number of things, false narratives around breast cancer, right, as if breast cancer was somehow a bigger risk than testicular cancer from getting knocks. Um, They spoke about, you know, like it wasn't appropriate for women or, you know, just that everyone who was in positions of power to allow them were, were men. And so women have come up against quite a lot of things, you know, through history in order to get to this point to be able to say, no, like we, well, some women, right? Not all women, but some women want to get in the ring. We want to have this opportunity to fight and to showcase our skills. So it's very important. 
I will correct you a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, I've got I've got fights on the database that go back to when was the earliest one? Got one from the 40s, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh Barbara Batrick. Um uh but uh, overall I think you're correct. It 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 um it has taken it's taken someone like Ronda Rousey, um, someone that's undeniably good at mm. what she does to to make kind of men go, oh, actually, why why aren't they fighting? I want to see more of that. And the thing is, with female fighting, I find uh, when you've got a card that's got I don't know, fifteen fights on it, and you've got two female fights on it. Actually, that's a that's a, a fair representation of how many men versus women are actually practicing uh, the fighting martial arts. Uh, however, those two fights quite often are the most exciting fights. <laughs> so, why aren't there more? Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I always say, um, like to other women who are starting to like look towards competing you need to be very uh intentional about making sure that you spar with women because women fight differently to men overall it sounds counterintuitive but women will fight at almost double or triple the pace of men their volume of output is really high whereas men seem to like try to land the big power shot so they almost seem more calculated which you wouldn't think you would think like women would be more calculated but there's something about getting in the ring that flip something i know for me it's like a blur of how many punches and kicks can i do as like rapidly as possible yeah, so I, I, I was uh, I was speaking to someone the other day about the differences between men and women, mm. and um, they were listing all the things that men do better than women, and really the only thing that men have more of than women in general would be power. Mm. When it comes to speed, women are faster. Uh, flexibility. Women are naturally more flexible, and there's a there's a focus with female athletes that men don't have. Men, and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. Male fighters have a certain there's a bravado, there's a um, me man kind of <laughs> kind of deal where there's some strutting involved, mm-hmm. whereas Women seem to be more focused on technique and not swinging great big ham fists about trying to prove their manliness. That's, I mean, I've been to lots of gyms and seen it in lots of gyms. Um, I just feel that women, there's a, a different, different intensity to a female fight. And you're right, the, the, the volume of punches and kicks is incredible and i wonder if that is do you reckon that's uh, in part to do with uh muscle mass the way the the, the the biological difference between the yeah the muscle mass yeah well generally speaking the more muscle mass you have the quicker you will fatigue 
So that's why you see that heavyweight fighters, for example, can't sustain a high pace. They're really looking for a first round knockout that just it's not that they don't do enough cardio because they're lazy. It actually takes a significant amount of energy for them to throw every yeah. single punch. So they do need to be more conservative. Um, yeah. And if you then think to like the flyweights or like the, you know, the really the lightest end of male fighters, you see that higher volume too. So I think it's definitely yeah. a contributing factor. Um, yeah. Nobody's done that research. So I, I couldn't say it's definitely that, but it would have a big piece to to play um yeah yeah for sure when i did um martial art called wushu kwan mm-hmm. my instructor or master as i would call him at the time mm-hmm. um he explained that um a clenched fist moves slower through the air than i'm not gonna do the <laughs> hand gesture but a chop or something like that yeah yeah uh, i'm not not talking Hollywood chops or something like more of a spear hand or something like that. For sure. Uh, that moves that moves through the air at far higher rate than a, a clenched fist does. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's the same for um slighter limbs. So in part you've got your you've got your uh, a bulky man will kind of his cardio won't be that great, even though he'd be could be a complete specimen. Mm. He cardio won't be as good as someone that's slighter and also on top of that someone that's slighter their limbs will move faster through the air um i don't know whether you define that holds up i think yes with a spear hand versus a fist you're going to have more of what we call laminar flow through the air which is why you know if you think about like aircrafts or you know air dynamics you always want to be able to have a smooth surface for something to flow over whereas a fist has a lot of surface area towards the front of it which is why it's going to be met with a bit of air resistance but that's probably going to be negligible relative to the force output i think let let me redefine what i was trying to say it wasn't about air resistance it was Mm. more about a punch includes kind of various kind of tensed muscles, mm-hmm. whereas a spear uh, a spear hand doesn't. So it's more about the the your yeah the, how your muscles work. It was yeah it wasn't about kind of <laughs> yeah 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 okay. So this is the the theory, and it's like well established theory of agonist and antagonist muscles so for example if I flex my bicep if I pull my hand up towards my shoulder like in a classic bicep flex the muscle that causes that is the bicep but the muscle that would oppose that is my tricep on the back of my arm and if I try with 100% of all of my might what I'm actually going to do is co-contract the muscle that causes the action and the muscle that would oppose the action. And what you'll find is that then I'm actually slightly less powerful because I'm trying so hard. I'm actually pressing the brake and the accelerator at the same time a little bit. And that's why in martial arts, really elite fighters, really elite strikers have this kind of relaxed state where they're not punching with everything really, really tensed because they know that holds back their power. Um, Yeah. So that's possibly part of the relaxed hand versus yeah. um, fist. But, yeah, very interesting. 
And when I come back a bit to awakening fighters, what's yes, what's you. the goal? What's the goal? Thank what's you. the dream? Is it to do more photography um, and attach that to the site? Is it to keep growing the database? What's the vision? Okay, so the photography and filmmaking, I've made various kind of uh, pr- promo films. Mm. Athletes. Um, I really love doing that stuff because that I'm, I'm a creative, so mm. that allows me, you know, it's my brand. I do what I want, so it kind of I can be as creative as I want. Um, uh, so I love doing all that. However, I kind of slowed down on that in about year three. This is we're now in year ten. Uh, it's our anniversary next month. Congrats! Um, thank you. Uh, so in a year three, we kind of slow down on all the creative stuff because we were just inundated with athletes giving us their information mm-hmm. it just became a, a data entry beast mm-hmm. um i want to continue with that uh, because i see how useful it's been in um getting people matched uh getting athletes on kind of better paying cards and stuff uh so i want to continue with that i want to build on it um the overall vision i'm still wondering if happy to make this public or not i can't yeah it doesn't matter i want to put, start putting events on mm-hmm. uh, and I, I want the events to pay better than anyone else at the level that i'm doing it uh, mm-hmm. because I, I think that's you know what what they're worth mm-hmm. I, I want fighters to be paid what they're worth uh, you know, I'm not interested in getting rich. I'm interested in making a living, mm-hmm. um, but I'm more interested in the cause, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm very ethical when it comes to running Awakening, mm-hmm. and it's been my downfall. I can, <laughs> it's been a complete money pit. Uh, yeah, so, so the, the overall goal is to work towards putting events on. Um, interestingly, I did a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. in about year five or six i think it was to to start doing the events um the kickstarter got five thousand shares shares wow. that's mental um but it didn't achieve its goal mm-hmm. i made a complete error in I, I kind of assumed that everyone would get what my vision is and mm-hmm. they go oh definitely we'll support that um but i failed to have a date mm-hmm. uh, in my head i had a date when it was going to be but i didn't put the date in the kickstarter the, the, it's going to be at this venue on this date uh so we didn't meet our goal even though we got five thousand shares mm-hmm. uh, I, I after after the kickstarter ended i messaged about 70 different athletes and said why do you think it failed every single one of them said don't know when it was how can I put money into it? I don't know when it was. So uh, I should have booked the venue first mm-hmm. and said it's on this date and then started worrying about all the, the details. But I'd managed to get Julie Kitchen to come out of retirement to face Jarena Bowles. I had both of them agreed to do that. Missed that opportunity now. Um, but that's the that's the ultimate goal, to start mm-hmm. putting events on. I, I think I'm probably be about a year away from that now uh 
yeah i was i was trying to do it originally i was trying to do it with investment um but i'm not uh, a great business mind i'm more of a creative mm-hmm. ethical mind so i've decided i'm just going to save up and do it myself um so then if it fails it's it's my problem <laughs> it, but it won't fail it won't fail gonna... definitely not and i think like it can't be understated how big the value of a platform that helps female fighters get matched is because for people who aren't aware this could also just be my perception so correct me if i'm wrong but there are very few weight classes for women so if you fall outside of what are the really common weights which what i notice is sort of 53.5 kilos and 57 kilos if you're heavier or lighter than that Uh, which is a very small range. If you're heavier or lighter than that, it's really hard to get matches. And it gets harder and harder the more experience that you get because there are fewer and fewer women who have kind of equal experience to you. Someone like Claire has a really hard time getting matched because she's a very experienced fighter and she fights heavier than that standardised, you know, weight class. And for me, like one of the reasons I quit fighting is because I can't fit into those weight classes but there's nobody to fight. There's basically nobody to fight. You almost have to look outside your country and how are you going to know who there is outside your country? This is a database. Did you you look at the database to see your uh, weight range? Mm, I haven't looked at that um, because I didn't at the time when I walked away from competing in kickboxing. Um, And to be honest, at the moment, I'm I'm very interested in competing in jiu-jitsu where the weight classes um i think are just a little bit more friendly um yeah it's been my my overall finding is just basically that same day weigh-ins are healthier than doing dehydration cuts and for me that's been really important um yeah recently The, the, the 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 names of the uh bjj weight classes aren't, aren't quite so uh, pleasant for women like my my ex um she hated that she was called a heavyweight mm. heavyweight is like <laughs> over 69 kilos i think yeah yeah she wasn't in any way uh like what a boxing heavyweight would would be uh what i was going to say uh, claire claire baxter she discovered us in I think she said 2014 mm. and she said she couldn't believe how um, useful it was that she, before our database, she had no idea who was out there and she mm. spent like days on the, on the website going, looking at all the fighters that she could potentially fight in Australia and, you know, other countries that were close. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I think that's uh, one of the main uses for it and to actually hear a fighter say that that's uh made me feel so good it's doing its job and and uh invicta Mm -hmm. you know uh caitlin young uh very well-known fighter and Mm -hmm. uh matchmaker of invicta she 
she uses the website or I should say used the website when it was perfectly up to date. It hasn't been up to date uh, for about two years just because it became overwhelming. Um, but I'm back on it now, getting everyone back up to date. Uh, so hopefully she'll come back and start using it again. Uh, yeah. What can we do to make it easier? Like, do you, is it a system where people can submit their details and then that website automatically updates or do they have to email you to say, this is my record, here's a photo of me, this is where I live or? Um, so we've got an awakening profile questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone asks for it, I'll send it to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a beast. The thing about the, the awakening website is it lists all the disciplines. Mm-hmm. So um if we haven't got a discipline we'll add it um so most martial artists and you sound like it as well won't just do one martial art they'll have dabbled they'll have had fights in various things mm-hmm. awakening was the first i can definitely say this was the first website to list all of them together mm. in the same fight history that's what i wanted to see mm. i wanted to see uh I wanted to know who Ronda Rousey had fought in judo. Mm. Uh, I wanted to know who Darina Bars had fought in MMA. And I didn't want to go to different websites. I thought, why aren't they all together? It, that's someone's history. Mm. It's, like, it's important. This fighter has fought this fighter in two different disciplines. Why isn't that on someone's? So, so yeah, so we, we did that. And, um, and now, uh, eight years later, the, the big boys... In, the, in in this kind of uh, uh, data collating industry, they mm-hmm. started doing the same, which which is great. That's uh, I'm not going to knock them for that. That's what we all want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was first. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so, so to, thank you. Uh, but to answer your question, yes, someone can contact contact us, and we'll send out an awakening profile uh, questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all manually built. It's you know it's it's a it's a massive website mm-hmm. that's been built without a budget like it's a lot of the other websites have got teams of people it's yeah. just two of us so um yeah there's a lot i think actually another strength that the awakening website's got over the other websites yeah and i don't like the websites but this is a strength because we just focus on female fighters and there are, I would say, somewhere in the region of, in every 20 fighters, one fighter's female, mm-hmm. one or two, something mm-hmm. in, in that ballpark. Yeah. So these, these other, other websites are dealing with thousands of fights mm-hmm. uh, per month to update. Mm-hmm. The Awakening Dead website, it's about 300 to 350 female fights that happen around the world. Mm. each month mm-hmm. uh, so we can focus on making profiles look amazing and be really kind of a representative of what a fight has achieved um yeah we're not just chucking information on we're kind of making it a good representation so when a promoter sees that profile it's useful uh yeah all right. Well, a lot of female fighters listen to this podcast, so we're going to put in awesome. the show notes to make it really clear and easy how people can submit their information to be added to the database, should they so wish. Um, yeah. But I think most fighters would like some 
form of recognition is really nice to have. So I'm sure a lot of Excellent. people will, well, a lot of women will want to be added. So we'll we'll work something out in that way. Thank you. I, I, will, I will say that, um, like you did, the first thing they should do is search for themselves in the database because mm-hmm. quite often, sorry that you weren't in the database, <laughs> quite often <laughs> fighters will find themselves already listed with with kind of a little bit of information. Uh, because when a fighter has a fight, their opponents get added to the database. Mm-hmm. And then over time, we add bits and pieces of information. Uh, and another cool thing about the database is thanks to fighters like uh, Sylvie uh, and any of the fighters that are fighting in Thailand, Thai fighters weren't ever listed anywhere. Mm. But now we now to connect the dots. And so we've now got Thai fighters with full, full histories. Um, yeah. It's really, really wonderful. Um, I think it's really important work. So we'll definitely help to promote for you know, people that. getting added um, and also the use of this. And when you finally do get your date stamped Kickstarter up, then we'll share that as well too. Thank okay. you. I don't think I'm going to do a Kickstarter. Okay. I'm not going to do that. Really. No, I'm just well, once you Once you've got your event, then we'll share it. Um, I'm you. sure it'll be, it'll be in the UK, right? But that's all right. We'll share yes. it. <laughs> the first one. The first one's going to be in the UK. Yeah. Lots of good stuff going on in the martial arts space in the UK. It's cool. Um, I want to ask you the question that I ask everybody on this podcast as well. So in your experience and having seen so many um, fighter profiles in your time, why is it that you think martial arts seems to have such a profound impact on mental health? You hear people say, jiu-jitsu saved my life or Muay Thai saved my life. And sometimes they mean that literally and sometimes they mean that um, more figuratively as in it changed my life so significantly it feels like it saved my life. So why do you think that is? Uh, martial arts has a, has a way of really taking over your soul. I suppose it's um, because you're, you're focusing on something that's so deep the deeper you get into it, the deeper it becomes. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's not many things that are like that. Um, science and things like that, I suppose. Uh, that's what I found. Um, I started martial arts because I was being bullied uh, by older, bigger kids. And I wanted to do some damage. Um, but, I, but what happened is after I'd been in martial arts for literally only a month, all the bullying stopped and I never got into a fight. I guess I just made me carry myself differently. Um, I never attracted any of that bad attention. Uh, so in a way it saved me from uh, getting involved in silly stuff, I suppose. Um, another way martial arts has saved me is um, I wrote a book and I'm not here to plug that uh, about martial arts. And this was in the first month of the, well, the first part of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just been dumped from an extremely happy eight-year relationship and was really struggling because lockdown happened. Mm. And then I was completely alone. Uh, so I kind of dug into writing this martial arts book and uh, that really helped me. 
Um, and I actually want to say a little something about Taoism as well. But to specifically go back to your, your question, there's a section on the Awakening website where we ask uh, the question, why did you get involved in martial arts and when? Mm-hmm. And similar to your your question, so I, I yes, yeah, so I've, I've seen a lot of different answers to that, and uh, like ranging from abuse uh, to I started martial arts because I was told I couldn't. <laughs> uh, that's a good, Julie Kitchen. That's a, a long a lot there. So yeah, Julie, Julie Kitchen started fighting because she was she she told she couldn't she started at something like 24 years old which is absolutely crazy um i'm not sure if that's a good answer or not um but i I would say Taoism is another because it's related to martial arts i suppose that's relevant um do you know anything about Taoism? tell everyone please okay so Taoism is a Chinese religion slash philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the Chinese religions are they're not like any of the other religions. There's, there's, there's not a deity. Mm-hmm. There's there's not worship. Mm-hmm. It's a, a mindset. It's an understanding of how or a way of looking at how things work. So Taoism, I would say, has saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very closely related to martial arts um so the yin yang symbol that's that's taoism mm-hmm. and like imagine you're in inside a circle traveling mm-hmm. through space and time mm-hmm. and on one side of you is passing all the good stuff that existence brings all the positive stuff and on the other side uh, passing you is all the negative stuff okay and taoism is all all about recognizing the good and the bad equal and you've got to stay in the center of that circle because if you drift too far to the edges that's when you can get enveloped in either side and we've all been too hyper and done stupid things or we've all been really depressed and been close to the edge or or whatever Uh, so it's it's about understanding the uh just the way of the universe negative positive the equal it all happens it is what it is. That's, mm-hmm. I suppose, uh, a way of looking at Taoism. And actually, I would urge anyone to read uh, the book of the Way, uh, the Tao Te Ching. Um, and actually, what saved me specifically was, and I say saved me, uh, you know, I, I have been suicidal a while back. And this saved me from, from that as an audio book on YouTube. Uh, the Tao Te Ching, the Book of the Way. Just type in the Book of the Way. And it's a two-hour podcast, uh, no, um, audio book, mm-hmm. and a really nice, soft-spoken guy reading uh, a transla- translation of it. Mm-hmm. And I listen to that every single night for about two months. And every time I listened to it, I understood it more. Um, so, yeah, I would urge anyone to check out Taoism. Wonderful. It's not preachy in any way, even though I've just preached about it. 
I think that was a fantastic answer. Um, oh. But I would be amiss to not come back to the point you glossed over about having a book. Um, so what's the book about? Um, it's called, I thought it was a clever marketing idea. It's called Way of the 69 Fists. <laughs> it's, it's essentially, it's a, a quick reference book listing 69 of the most well-known martial arts, their histories, the etymology, mm-hmm. uh, their impact on popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've written it with a slight humour in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 it's a quick reference guide. It's, it's not that beefy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something I needed to focus on. I always wanted to write a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wanted to do something martial arty, mm-hmm. uh, and I found that, that having been dumped, I need to focus on something rather than crying into my pillow, and that really helped. So, yeah, yeah. quick reference guide to sixty nine martial arts. To sixty nine yeah. martial arts. Well, we will put the link to that as long as, as well as the YouTube video. Um, and of course, the Awakening Fighters platform in the show notes. But just to speak it to everyone, how do people find you and the Awakening Fighters? Okay, so uh, the website is awakeningfighters.com. Cool. Um, and you can email me at info at awakeningfighters.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I'm really trying to push right now is the YouTube channel. It's mm-hmm. relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a brainwave recently that I think that might be the key to making Awakening sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, sponsors, basically, getting yeah. sponsors. I've always been of the mindset of I don't want to ask the fighters for money. Mm. I think there are people with big pockets, like, you know, uh, sponsors, uh, brands. I think they should be kind of, um, uh, or they're in the position to to support something like this mm-hmm. uh so yeah I, I think you youtube um people can find it just type in awakening fighters mm-hmm. uh, but the channel is awakening fighters inspire mm-hmm. uh, we do have a facebook group as well uh, so yeah that, that that there will be the ways people could check us out awesome we'll put the links to all those in the show notes um and people can find you thank you so much for coming on no problem actually i, I should say um a big thank you to evelyn mm-hmm. who um is my partner in crime mm-hmm. she's uh, a friend that helped me with the database mm-hmm. and she's been amazing for the last six years uh so yeah she deserved a mention 100 percent. thank you evelyn have you thought of something to be grateful for today what was it I'm grateful for the amazing women that train with me at the Fight Back Project. I'm grateful for Nari and the beautiful song Shape Me heard at the beginning and end of every episode. And I'm grateful for you for listening to this show and helping martial arts keep saving lives. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you'd like to leave me a review to help more people find the show, that's a bonus. shapes me but me
gotta tell you what my name is, I don't gotta explain it. Walk in the room, hear a boom erupting like I'm famous. I'm here shedding shells, I'm shameless. Half in nothing, no complacence. Walk to many tight ropes with no hope, so I became this poster they hold over all the heads of trauma holders. You don't need to know my history, I move boulders. Atlas shrug, cause I lifted the weight above his shoulders. No pretense of defense, move first like chess soldiers. This goes deeper than empowerment, cause I'm the one the power it. Physical meets mental challenge me to keep devouring. If I can't change the scenery, at least I change perspectives. No longer isolated, but elevated and selective. Darkest places become beautiful spaces. This is where rage meets patience, meets power, meets gracious. Meets. We're so glad you came and the feeling is contagious When you the walking impact of intended bad intentions When you the manifest enough collecting all they tensions You the soul and body hold it all and still remember But I'm a work in progress, testament to all contenders Forgot what it was like to have control over self Forgot what it was like to be the one in charge Forgot in my reflection I could see all my wealth Forgot that with my bare hands I break all these bars Barriers and obstacles They can't cage me, they can't chronicle all my experiences and reduce them to appearances when i was truly beaten gave myself clearances to fall down mess up and get myself back up i'm not looking for clovers because i don't believe in luck damn you were badass i heard them say it clearly why thank you very much i know now i'm not weary of what's next for me because i expect to see growth like i was planted watered fed and bloomed to be the positivity and accountability no one they won't step if I'm the agent of my agency. I think I found my voice again, huh? I think I found my voice again, huh? I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry, you're the end where I begin. Boundaries, I know them well. Take a breath and meditate. Who is she? I know her well. Now I get to open gates. One, two, one, two. I don't need your permission. And if you get uncomfortable, then use your intuition to know that I won't stay where respect is ever missing. And everything I do, that's me making decisions. It's truly underrated, the value of self-worth. Forgot that I was rich from the moment of my birth. A penny for my thoughts. No, really, you can't afford it. You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, or record it. You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, or record it, huh? Oh. 